Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay Mamie Talk Show. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I'm Jay Mamie, and I want to thank you for being on the show today. I really believe that everyone that joins us by uh, listening to the show, it's a participant of this show. I've never taken this opportunity to present to you a radio show full of great content by thinking that, hey, I have a listening audience. I've got listening participants. I've got those of you that are joining us on this journey of thriving. So, yes, you are. You have now arrived at the Sunday morning show, Jay Mamie, at the hour of thrive time. So I do appreciate all of you being participants in the show because I, I, uh, I am very, very appreciative of your support, as always. Now, if you are listening to the show for the first time today, let me just thank you for being a part of the show. Our show continues to grow, not only locally, but also has a global audience now. And so wherever you are listening to the show, whether you're catching it live for the first time or you are listening to it as an archive weeks down the road, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to spend an hour with us to learn how to thrive, especially now as we enter into 2021. And for those of you that are returning, thanks again for supporting the show. We really appreciate you. By the way, for many of you who aren't aware, we have every episode of this show at our archive section. Simply go to the jmamietalkshow.com, check out the archive section, and you'll have a chance to binge here all of our prior episodes, which they just continue to get better and better. Our show last few weeks have been just dynamic, and I can't think of a better show today to wrap up the month than what we've got in store for you. But we've got 17, 18 other episodes in our archive section for your listening enjoyment and for your listening thrive-minded activity. I also want to encourage you to take a look at the business directory. We've got a growing And I mean a growing list of outstanding businesses and service professionals that have decided to partner up with us that I know will give you what you're looking for in the most proficient, efficient, cost-effective way because these are folks that I personally know and I think that they have tremendous value. So check them out, the business directory at our website. And of course, we have our author spotlight. You can find out whose book I've been reading and who's been on the show and why they've been on the show. They've got tremendous messages in their book, so make sure you check out the author spotlight as well. And by the way, if you like what you're hearing, make sure that you follow us on all of my platforms. My Instagram, at the J Mamie. You can go to my Facebook page. You could also track me down on my YouTube channels. Wherever you can find me to stay in touch with me and communicate with me, can I ask you to follow me, subscribe, and just uh, hang, in, hang in there with us with this journey because it's going to continue to, to be a, a source of thriving for you. But today's show is quite a treat for me, and I'm sure you'll walk away feeling the same way once we're done. I'm excited about my co-host today. See, if you've been listening to my show, then you've heard me mention a number of times that I have a twin brother named Joe, Joe Mamie. Now, of course, if this is your first time listening, then let me fill you in on a little well-known secret that I do have a brother, a twin brother, and his name is Joe, and oftentimes I mention him on the show. We've had quite an experience, quite a journey together since uh, since I've known him in the womb. So he is with me today. He's going to be my co-host today. He is quite the established individual himself. Tremendous credentials, not only in the 
sales world, but he is one of the most awarded and top realtors and realtor trainers and managers in the Northeast. He's been in that uh, capacity for the last 30 years, but he's a a collegiate track star. He's a successful entrepreneur himself. Uh, He also hosts shows and and is always uh, somewhere doing something, sharing goodness with others. So I thought today would be a fantastic opportunity to have him co-host the show, and I'm excited that he is calling in today here in in the uh, the studio. So, Joe, welcome to the show. It is uh, very exciting for me to be here, Jay. I appreciate the opportunity to sit down and kind of just have a conversation with you and some of your fans of the show. So thank you for having me. Well, listen, this is exactly right. It's going to be a conversation. It's going to be a time for us to really get a chance to really share with our listeners what you and I talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's going to be fun to hear uh, to for us to continue conversations that we've had these last uh, number of years, mm-hmm. but let the audience in. <laughs> right. That is right. Mm-hmm. Joe, tell us a little bit. Uh, I know your story. Uh, but why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about your story and and what you have been able to do well over these last, heck, three, three and a half decades? Well, our, our story is very similar, Jay. You know, we both grew up in uh, in Harlem, USA, uh, back in the you know, 1970s where uh, things were kind of tough back uh, in the neighborhood. Uh, we were just talking to some friends that were over uh, at your home the other day, and we were all kind of sharing the similar stories that we've had where— you know, we could have gone either path A or path B, right? You know, path A was being influenced with what was going on at the time in, in our neighborhood with, uh, you know, crime and, and, and drugs and folks making some some bad decisions. But, you know, thankfully we had some parents that were um, right-minded uh, and, and they were strict. You know, you know, our father was in the military and he was no joke. He mm-hmm. was a military guy, right? So mm-hmm. uh, he made sure that we followed the straight and narrow path, and and you know we we're thankful that he did, right? Because we were able then to make better decisions and then move on and, and go to college and and start our careers and, and things of that nature. So um, the the background is very similar. You know, we both we both at given times throughout you know our teenage years had decisions uh, that we had to make that could have taken us um, down the wrong path, and then we made decisions that would took us down uh, the right path so far. Um, so we're thankful for that. Yeah, one of the things that I can say about not only um, what you were able to do, but in in the sense of what we have been able to overcome is an environment that wasn't conducive to what you and I have been able to achieve today Mm -hmm. because we didn't have role models back then, any local role models, right? There Mm -hmm. was no one that we could point to that we could say, well, there's someone we want to follow that is positive. Mm -hmm. We just didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So we had to figure out a way in our own, between you and I, just supporting each other and encouraging each other, figure out a way that that if the role model wasn't available, that we would somehow find the right people, get close to them, and allow them to mentor us in a way that is, is who we are today. And you were fortunate enough early on in college, early mm-hmm. on, as soon as you went for co- went to college and left uh, uh, Harlem, Spanish Harlem, at Barrio, mm-hmm. right? you went off to Albany, uh, to, to study, you hooked up right away with a great guy that we had on the show a few months ago named uh, Coach Roberto Vives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there are always going to be people in your life that are going to come across uh, your stage. And depending on if you're open to what the message that they bring forward, um, you know, they're going to influence you in the right way. So keep in mind, in the 1970s, 1980s, there was in the internet, good, bad, or ugly. 
we didn't have access to a plethora of uh, inspirational folks mm-hmm. that we can tap onto, right? We didn't have access to, you know, where all I stays, the Anthony Robbins or uh, the Tom Ferries or any one of those individuals, right, that um, kind of give us uh, some good information on the morning, on the morning basis. Um, we had who we had in front of us. We had the good police officer that cared uh, for the community. We had uh, the pastor or the priest that came by and did uh, good community works. Obviously, we had our parents and then our friends' parents who were also trying to do the right thing um, and taking care of their family. So we only had the folks that were in front of us. We didn't have the folks uh, that a lot of youth have today, which are worldwide, because um, you can find those individuals in a matter of seconds. Um, I remember... Um, uh, one of the uh, retired police officers who uh, headed the uh, police athletic league, remember? Down at little, um, I remember him. That Absolutely. little house, he kind of converted this garage. It wasn't a house, it was a garage and made that a safe haven for us, right? So we can go and, and watch television or play table tennis or whatever, dominoes, whatever it was, just to keep us off the streets, right? You know, and, and there was a choice. We could have gone there, which we did, and a number of us did, or we could have done stuff out in the street, but um, then we have, uh, and then when I went to college, obviously I, I connected with uh, Coach Roberto Vives, who recruited me to run at his university track team, and uh, he was, you know, a massive mentor, right? And and provided us, uh, me particularly, with a lot of uh, steadfast gui- guidance, and also um, was just uh, a stable force in my uh, in my four year career. So there are people that were in front of you that you were able to have access to that uh, change your style, change your, 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 your thought process and your behavior. And I'm thankful for all of them. Now, once you achieved, uh, uh, graduated from college, by the way, you won a number of track awards, right. championships, because of, of the training that, that you would go through. And in fact, we did it together. I played football, you played track. Right. And even though we didn't have a, a track field anywhere we lived, right. there wasn't a, there was nothing, right? right. It was, there was Central Park a few blocks away, but right. we used the staircase in our building as right. our training ground. That's Remember right. that? That's right. We were up and down the 18 flights and that was our training ground, run up and down the hallway and that's how we would prepare for the seasons. Right. You that's know? right. That's just, you did what you had to do in order to succeed. But, and, and that's why you had a very successful college career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not only academically, because you were president of a number of, uh, of organizations there. Right. But you also walked away with a number of, of championships in track. Right. But then you decided to get involved in real estate almost immediately. Right. You never really had a taste of, let's just say, corporate America. Right. You went into something that was fully commissioned, based immediately, which is something that you don't find that people will all, will do right out of college. Right? right. You look for that job. You look for a sense of security and stability. You went right into the commission world with real estate. Before we go to break, what was it that went through your mind that, that you decided, I'm going to go commissions. I'm going to go sell real estate. Well, it was pretty simple. I, uh, when I was doing my, um, I finished my graduate degree and I started my doctorate degree uh, and it quickly went broke, didn't have a whole lot of money. And, uh, and then eventually, very quickly, um, you, uh, you, know, you introduced me to a friend of yours that was mm-hmm. a real estate broker. And he said, why don't you come by the office and make a couple of dollars for Christmas? Um, and being the, the, the hustler that, that we are, right. Um, I learned the, the system pretty quickly and started to earn some money. And then, uh, eventually I, um, I went and I called my uh, mentor at the time at the university, Dr. Livingston. And I said to him, I'm going to take a break. I'm not going back in the spring semester. And he said, well, if you take a break and you get a taste of the real money in the world, you're not coming back. 
And I said, Dr. Livingston, I promise you I'm going to get back. That was 30 <laughs> years ago. And that was because I made money so quickly. You know, I, I think the first six months I made like $30,000. I was rich. You know, I was ready to buy buildings or whatever it was. I had no idea. I mean, I'm a 22-year-old guy making $30,000 in six months. That's a tremendous amount of money for guys that are coming out of Harlem. Right. Um, and I just realized, you know, I probably could do a little better now than, uh, than kind of going to the original career path I wanted to go to. And, and I just never looked back. You know, just I continued to learn and and I was self-taught. And and, uh, again, I had encouragements from some individuals and never decided to look back. Mm -hmm. When we come back after the break, we're going to dive into what the experiences that you and I have, uh, the experiences you and I have had in training and developing and recruiting people, what we can share with our audience about not only from a mentor standpoint, because we're both mentors, but also from the people that um, the individuals that we look at to mentor, to become mentees, mm -hmm. what do they need to bring to the table mm -hmm. in order to get the attentions of guys like us? Mm -hmm. sure. Guys, we'll be right back after the break. One of the books that I recently wrote has helped so many people that are stuck in this place where they are now in what I call a downward spiral. Hello, everyone. This is Jay Mamie, and I want to encourage you to take a look at a book called Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On. If you are struggling or being challenged by fear or anxiety or doubt or depression or discouragement, this book is for you. It's called Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On. You can buy the book at jmamie.com. Are you having a hard time obtaining a mortgage approval, especially now through this pandemic? At Evolve Bank & Trust Mortgage, we can help you navigate and sail through the sometimes treacherous process of mortgage financing. Hi, my name is John Astrologo, and I'm a senior mortgage banker with Evolve Bank & Trust Mortgage. I will help you find a loan that fits your individual needs. Please call me at 845-661-4049 to discuss. Again, 845-661-4049, NMLS number 441861. Evolve Bank & Trust is an equal housing lender, all loan subject to credit approval, corporate NMLS number 509256. Jim's taxes were an unbelievably tangled mess. I'd had almost 10 years of trouble with the IRS trying to get my taxes taken care of. The IRS offered no help. It was horrifying. The IRS just wouldn't work with me. Tim finally called in the big guns. Then Optima got involved, and I mean, they really got involved. Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. They took care of me like no one else ever did. No more phone calls, no more stress. And when it was all over, Tim looked at the final verdict. I fell to my knees when I opened that letter up and read what I read. Oh my God, it was unbelievable. I knew I had a new beginning. Do what Tim did. Call Optima now for a free consultation. It's like having two lives, the one before Optima tax and the one after. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima tax relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I am here with my co-host, my brother, Joe Mamie, is our co-host today. One of the things we were just chatting about in our first segment was just a little bit of the upbringing. Mm -hmm. By the way, I don't think Dr. Livingston is waiting for you any longer, is he? No, he's not. I think he, <laughs> gave, I think he gave up on me about 30 years ago. <laughs> You're not going back. You're yeah. not going back. Mm -mm. Joe, but you and I have had a chance to mentor, uh, well, recruit first mm -hmm. and then mentor thousands. I mean, mm -hmm. collectively between what you've done in real estate, what I've mm -hmm. done in my industries, mm -hmm. thousands, mm -hmm. thousands. And we've developed uh, not only a knack. Mm -hmm. for identifying specific 
traits in individuals that make them almost immediately different mm-hmm. from the rest of the pack. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start there? Because I know today, as we are turning the corner on 2021, one of the things that you and I have talked about is, hey, what's the future hold, right? And and 2021, I know for a lot of people, they're changing their uh, directions, you know, because of uh, necessity or just boredom or trying something different mm-hmm. or by, uh, by the fact that uh, they cannot go back to where they were this year. And they're looking to up their game. We've talked a lot about that here in the show here. What changes you have to make in 2021? Mm-hmm. So let's start there. Let's start with how can someone who is looking to get to another level of not not just success, but mm-hmm. they want to find a way to impress others and the others being those who can help them in their career, maybe, be, uh, maybe get hired by a company. Mm-hmm. But what can an individual do to present themselves as extraordinary um, based on what you've seen in others throughout your years of, of recruiting? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'll tell you that, uh, Jay, it, that question reminds me of a, of a story that I always kind of told folks as I uh, do my coaching sessions and uh, you know get on stage and talk to, to other uh, business owners and CEOs and uh, folks in the sales industry. And, and that takes me back to a point uh, when I was a uh, high school, not a high school, uh, a baseball coach. Uh, little league baseball coach. I coached my son's team, and and I did that for many many years, and it was really a great pleasure. But one of the first things I would tell the kids when they first came spring uh, spring season uh, lined up, I was always able to tell based on those thirteen fourteen kids which ones were going to pay attention and which ones were going to be looking uh, on the opposite direction, and they and uh, weren't going to pay attention. And I always stood in front of them, and I made sure their parents also heard me. And uh, when they were sitting where they were, where they were sitting, that. Um, you have to be coachable. It's difficult to coach someone that's not coachable. Mm-hmm. So when I go back and I sit in front of someone that I'm either looking to bring on board or someone that I'm recruiting or they want to get to a certain level, first thing I determine is how coachable is that person. And what I mean by coachable is, is that person it has a mindset that they always want to learn more. They want to be better. They want to grow. Um, you have two types of individuals, those that say, I want to grow and I want to learn more, and those that says, I've learned enough, right? And and I identify those people pretty quickly because if you if you coaching means you want to take somebody and advance them, um, if someone already feels they're there, it's difficult for them to kind of open up the floodgates and kind of allow themselves to absorb more, more information and, and more techniques and strategies on how to you know, build their business, build their, their skill set, and so forth and so on. So um, one of the things I look for is, are they coachable? And then the other thing I look for is, um, are they willing to uh, continue to self-educate? Are they willing to take go to webinars and do self-trainings and go to all those Zoom calls and everything that needs to get done so they could then begin to take whatever skill sets we've taught them and then fine-tune them, right? There's, there's something about a PhD. Right? A PhD is someone that has uh, knows a whole lot about a certain subject, right? So I tell individuals, you know, if, if your field is in is sales and, and, and you're you're specializing on a certain service or a product, you wanna be as you wanna have a PhD, you wanna have that kind of level of skill set to be the better, to be the the the, the most um, professional in that industry, right? So you have to be able to be coachable. Very difficult to uh, coach someone who's not coachable, and you also have to be able to know that I don't know it all. There's always more that I can learn. And I kind of figure those things out within the first half hour to an hour of me sitting down with people. 
Um, and uh, and then I put them on a hold, and I say, you got to be able to allow me to kind of open up your uh, um, your mind a little bit more and be more accepting of not things that I only teach, but things that other professionals in the industry teach as well. You know, it's interesting because you're right. If you summarize what you just said there, you look for somebody who is hungry to learn, mm-hmm. right? In other words, they don't think they know it all because you can't teach the person who thinks they know it all. Right. And they have to be humble, meaning they recognize, I, I don't know it all, um, and I'm willing to learn. So you got to be hungry to learn, but you got to be humble enough to, to want to learn and to be and, and allowed to be taught. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I've met tons of folks that you're absolutely right. What gets in their way of success is that, number one, they really aren't hungry. In other words, if the more they think they know, the more baggage they bring, the greater the blueprint. And if they're not willing to check the baggage at the door, delete the blueprint, um, they're not going to have much success in learning something new. They're not going to be open to learn. And then, of course, if they're not humble to realize, hey, you know what? There's just some things I don't know. Let me humble myself and learn from someone else, they're going to have a tough time. They will. And and look, it boils down to this. Getting information is half of the game, right? Being informed, being educated is part of the process. But it's what we do with that information, what we do with that education that gets us to a certain level of success, right? I've been, I've coached a number of individuals and I've in my past uh, 30 years of doing this business, um, I've seen a lot of individuals that Gained a lot of information, but they couldn't take that information that we gave them or wherever they learned it and whatever conferences they went to and were able to put it in a process uh, and apply it to be successful. Um, so you, you have to be able to take those two things um, and, and use them to get to a certain level of success. Um, and I don't think nowadays it's a matter of also being hungry. you got to be starving. I mean, you have to be starving in the business. One of the things that I've coached uh, for, for many years is I sit down with someone from the initial meeting and I tell them, look, the rule of thumb used to be in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, the rule of thumb used to be 80% of the business is done by top 20% of the sales industry. I don't care, sales professional. I don't care what industry you're in. You always have those that are going to be the top performers, peak performers, and the rest. So I always sit down with the individual and I say, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the top 20% that's eating 80% of the business? Or do you want to be that 80 percenter that's that's struggling to get 20 piece of that uh, 20 percent of that business? Who do you want to be from the beginning? And sometimes I let them talk. And believe it or not, like you said earlier, sometimes folks, um, when they talk too much, you kind of realize, well, wait a minute, maybe this person is not ready to be in mm-hmm. sales. Sales, you, you don't have to be hungry anymore. You have to be starving. Starving means that you're going to approach business in a certain way that you're going to be a, a, a peak producer, a top producer that's going to eat the rest of the 80% that's left on the table. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because that's one of the things that I recognize, right? Um, but also adding to that is what, what what I look at when I'm trying to identify someone who wants to improve. They want to stand out. And by the way, it's not just necessarily sales, it's, it's, you might be a college student looking to have a leg up on getting a job. You might be an individual that is not an entrepreneur. You're not a business owner, but you want to be a better version employee. You want to do something different. That's where your desire is. Well, you still have to be hungry. You still have to be humble. But what I've identified as two key ingredients that I look for in a person is external and internal signs. External means that the person shows up on 
time, 15 minutes earlier, they show up ready to win. They show up with a with a measure of enthusiasm. They show up with a measure of excitement, a measure of certainty and confidence. You can spot that kind of person a mile away. They just do things different. They show up early. They dress different. They talk different. They have got a different countenance. And considering the thousands of people that I've met and I've interviewed and recruited and spoke to, boy, I tell you, that person who, who shows up earlier and has all these external signs, they're obvious. But here's more importantly the internal signs I look for. I want to know what that person is thinking, what's going on in their head. So how do you do that? I ask questions because through questions, I know what that person is thinking. So let me just say this, share this with you you out there that are, are, are maybe you're prepping for a conversation with a mentor or an employer or director or someone who can take you to the next level. What you have going on inside your mind internally will come out when you start to answer questions or engage in conversation. People are going to either recognize that, but you've got something going on. This person thinks different. They've got, they've got other processes happening that are identifiable immediately of a winner. Or you can open up your mouth and complain and talk about how things aren't going right or, and, and bring nothing of value to the conversation. What goes on intrinsically, what goes on externally, I look for those two and many, many more as what uh, allows me to identify somebody who has got the goodies to, to have success. But, Joe, let's flip that. From a mentor, what makes a good mentor, a good trainer, a good leader? Mm-hmm. It's not just finding good people. Now you've got the responsibility of leading those people. Mm-hmm. What have you found makes a good mentor? If, first thing is first. And I, I learned this a long time ago from one of the trainers that I worked under back in the 1990s. He said... People don't care what you know unless they know that you care, right? You have to let the folks that you're mentoring, you have to let them know that you care about their business. Now, you can't care more about their success than they will. You can't want their success more than they want their success. And that goes back to the coaching aspect that I was talking about, being coachable. But you you, you have to first let people know that you care about their goals. You're paying attention. You, you're you're measuring their success. One of the things that I do with uh, folks that I've worked with in the past and currently work with is, and this is fundamental stuff here, right? Is you want to track progress, and and people want to be held accountable. What I've learned is that those who are serious about building their business want accountability coaching. So I provide accountability coaching in the sense that we measure results, we measure success, we measure activity. And I tell anyone that I've, that I've coached in the past is that um, that means that I care. And, but it also tells me that um, those who don't want to be part of this sort of accountability process aren't really serious about growing their business, right? And, and you're right. It's not just about the sales business. It's, all, it's, also, it's also about uh, part of their lives, right? You know, being a better spouse, being a, a better father, a, a better mother, a better business person, a better brother, right? Is we all hold ourselves accountable to to be the best we can in whatever roles we are playing in life. Um, my role today is where we're talking about business. One of the one of the aspects that I, I totally agree with you is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. I recently had someone that I have trained. I've been training him. Uh, I recruited him actually about seven years ago. And a good guy, but he disappeared. As mm-hmm. it happens sometimes, people that you are working with, they tend to disappear. Uh, and I, I called them up, followed up. I even tracked down his spouse because I had not heard from him. And when I called him, my first question to him was, which threw him off. He thought I was going to ask him 
questions that had to do with business and production and how you're doing. I said, listen, what's going on, brother? How, how are you? How, how are you doing? And I wanted him to understand that whether or not he ever stayed working with me, that I was still going to make the phone call and ask him, how, what's going on with you? How are you doing? How's your health? I hadn't heard from him and he's in New York and I figured COVID, you don't know. I cared about him. It wasn't until two weeks later that I actually finally asked him, so how's things affecting your business? And he said to me, Jay, I appreciate so much that you did not bring up business. You cared about my wife was so impressed that you called mm-hmm. to see how I was doing. She says, you've become now, uh, she's one of your biggest fans now. Mm-hmm. People as a mentor, what makes a good mentor? Care about the people much more than the production. It's the people, not the production. If you get that right, you'll get enough production You'll get enough things happening, whether you're an employer, boss, mentor, director, it doesn't matter. I believe that's how it works. Guys, when we come back after the break, we're going to bring on the newest, the first guest on our 25 under 25 spotlight. I'm excited to announce that segment that's going to be added to our show right after the break. Could you benefit from cutting your debts and monthly payments by half or more? Don't let debt stress you out and ruin your financial future. Call Empowering America today. Empowering America is committed to helping you keep more of your hard-earned dollars. Credit cards, medical bills, personal loans, private school loans, all are forms of unsecured debt that burn through your finances. It doesn't have to be that way. Call Empowering America today at 702-899-3854 at 702-899-3854 and learn your options. Did you know you can win your divorce without a court fight? Hi, I'm Camille Milner. I'm a collaborative divorce lawyer. Collaborative divorce offers you privacy, efficiency, control, and most of all, it's better for your children. If you would like to learn more about collaborative divorce, visit my website at milner-law.com. That's M-I-L-N-E-R-law.com. We're making house calls a thing again. Dispatch Health, in collaboration with Texas Health, dispatches urgent medical care professionals right to your home, work, or wherever you are, whenever you need them. For everything from COVID-19 testing and treatment to more everyday issues like respiratory infections, migraines, dehydration, sprains, strains, and minor fractures, Dispatch Health comes to you. See how it works at DispatchHealth.com DFW. Most major health insurance accepted. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to introduce a new segment to the show that we're going to have once a month here. And the reason I'm having this segment, by the way, it's called the 25 Under 25, is because I am meeting so many talented individuals that are really coming up with fantastic, innovative ideas, whether it's in the music industry, in the business world, uh, product invention. I'm amazed at the amount of people that I'm meeting that are not yet 25, but are making things happen, uh, making tremendous strides in, in producing service and products that are impacting the world. So I'm excited about this show. That's what the show is about. It's about thriving. And I, I do believe that these individuals should have the spotlight because I know that in the future they're going to make wonderful magic and do some great things for for humanity and society in their respected industries. And today I'm excited to have as our first featured guest on the 25 under 25, a gentleman that I've been tracking now for the last five years. I've heard about him and I've seen his numbers. He's from New York. 
He is one of the fastest growing influencers in the music industry. He's only 21 years old, but get this. His music has had over 200,000 plays globally already. He's followed on all major platforms by 8,000 people. And by the way, this is grassroots for the most part. But he recently signed a major contract with Mez Entertainment. He just secured a distribution deal with Sony Music. And this guy has played at major New York City venues alongside major names like the Chainsmokers, ASAP Ferg, Ansel Elgort, and French Montana. And he's got tremendous collaborative work in uh, right now that is in the wing. So I'm excited to have him. He is certainly a 25 under 25 calling in from New York. DJ Exile, welcome to the show. Jay Mamie, it's a pleasure to be here. So, DJ Exile, let me ask you something. So, you're 21 years old. Yes, sir. And uh, you've played alongside uh, Chainsmokers and French Montana down in New York City. Um, How did you get to that point? You were only 21. When did you get started? Um, I started DJing. Originally, I was a DJ uh, around the age of 13. Um, Since then, I started producing at the age of 14. I started actually doing live shows uh, around Connecticut, this venue called Tuxedo Junction, um, around the age of 15. That's when I started doing some shows there, and then I expanded from there into the New York City market. Um, since there, it's just been growth. And so who taught yourself uh, the DJ? At the age of 13, um, I think I was playing Atari at the age of 13. <laughs> um, I don't remember, uh, you know, that's hysterical. How do you teach yourself the DJ equipment? That's pretty complex stuff. Well, I remember at the age of 12, I was looking online for a Christmas present. And I really had no clue what I wanted, but I saw this pair of turntables and I always thought, you know, DJs are pretty cool. This was at, I would say the, the, the height of what many would consider EDM in 2013 and 2014. I said, all right, this looks pretty cool. You know, I wasn't taking it very seriously, um, but I got the device and the more I started playing with it, you know, the deeper my love grew for it. Uh, Music has always been a part of my life. Uh, My parents have have put me onto various styles of music since birth. And I just found this medium that I was able to express myself in. And, and I instantly fell in love. But it came to a point where I wasn't content just playing other people's music. I wanted to have, you know, my own creative input. So that's when I started producing my own original music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took it took a couple of years to really uh, get the hang of it. But once I was able to get to a point where I was really able to take my my own creative thoughts and feelings and really transfer that into a, a marketable product, it, it, it was heaven for me. So who do you find as, uh, as your social influencer? Who do you look up to in the music industry? I look up to a lot of different artists from a lot of various fields. Um, I guess to name a few. Drake, Drake has always been the, I was the biggest fanboy of Drake from 12 on. So he's always been a, a big musical influence for me with regards to production. Uh, with regards to DJing there and, pro- and producing as well, there's this artist called Porter Robinson who I draw on his sounds a lot. But also one a big influencer for my own music is honestly the company Nintendo. Uh, I, I grew up playing various Nintendo games from Mario Kart, Super Smash Bros., and I, I fell in love with their soundtracks. So I incorporated a lot of those sounds in my original productions because that's just something I felt so comfortable with. So it's 
it's not as conventional to say that, you know, to consider a company as an inspiration, but I, I really do. So DJ Exile, let me ask you this. You started at 12, 13 years old. You're still going to school. You still have got yes. academics. Yes. You've got the pressure of tests and grades and semesters and all this, and all through college now. Yes. So how did you manage not only academically being a an A student, because you are. Yes. You've always been an A student. I understand that. But now you've created music that is getting the attention of Sony, uh, some of these other major players in the music industry. Mm-hmm. You're obviously you're gifted and talented, but that must have come at a price of a lots of lots of practice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? How did you manage both? That's a tough question, and I'll, I'll preface by saying it's not easy whatsoever um, to be a you know to be a good student and to also work at something you know you want to make your career. It, it's challenging, but you realize that the the school aspect of it is short term. Mm-hmm. The passion behind the music that goes on forever, you know that is what long term what I want to make my life about. So it's really just a matter of saying to myself, all right, man, you know, it, it sucks that you have to keep up this balance, but remember what you're doing now is ultimately going to pay dividends in the long run. And that's really what's kept me driven to, to keep going. Now, you've got a bunch of things coming up. What are some of the things you've got coming up mm-hmm. um, that you can share with the audience? So as Jade mentioned, I have I just recently secured a deal with uh, The Orchard, which is Sony, uh, Sony Music's distribution uh, distribution branch. So I have a couple projects coming out from there. I'm lining up a couple of virtual virtual DJ gigs, which is kind of, a, not kind of, a completely new thing for me, but I'm looking forward to it. And honestly, it, we're still, you know, things are getting better, but ultimately we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And that really has taken a toll on the entire music industry and entertainment at large. So artists are not able to you know, go out touring or play at uh, shows like they usually are. So me personally, I've just kind of been hunkering in in the studio, getting my own music ready. So that way when, you know, things clear up, I'm ready to go. Now, so so you would say, because that's actually my next question, you would say that the pandemic has absolutely affected the music industry and and, uh, that whole venue of of entertainment. Mm -hmm. How has it affected you And what are you doing to sort of pivot to to continue the momentum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I would say honestly, entertainment is this this might be a reach, but I would say it's arguably the most effective uh, affected industry as a result of this pandemic. Venues are closing down nationwide. Artists aren't receiving enough funds to be able to sustain themselves in the same way they were before. So they're out now. They're out having to look for you know other sources of revenue. Um, one of the ways that I've been combating this this crisis is first of all uh, with regards to DJing, getting into the whole virtual DJ thing. This since the beginning of the pandemic, there's been this crazy transition from DJs doing live shows to virtual shows via mm-hmm. Zoom or more popularly Twitch, which is actually going really well for a lot of people. I jumped on the bandwagon a little a little late, but now I'm finally starting to get into the momentum of it. Um, I really enjoy that, and also another way that I've been, you know, trying to generate revenue during these times is also by selling beats, um, mm. selling uh, mainly mainly hip hop productions to local artists, 
Um, that's also a great source of revenue. It's really just this time has just been about for me honing in on my sound, refining my skills. Uh, so that way, again, when I'm when this is all over, I'm ready to take over. Well, speaking of beats, we're going to take about a 30 second Right, about 30 seconds right now to hear some of your music so our listeners can get a chance to see how talented you are. Fantastic. So this song is called Grape Crush. I released it about a month, a month and a half, two months ago. Uh, people love it back in Queens, so I'm happy to share it with you guys. Awesome. Let's, let's take it here, guys. If you're going to do your makeup on a six, sit upright. Upright, upright, upright. Smoking on a clip without you, it don't bust right. I don't think there was a last time I dropped a couple hundred for a girl on the weekend. Shallow water was the pastime, but that ass got me going off the deep end. And I know that love and fate are cousins, they relate like shit, dog, that must be nice. I kinda think that love is fake, a gum in case they push on me, cause before I get that wife, I gotta get that ring. Wardrobes for the summer and spring, there's some Hallmark cards and a couple of things. That made me wonder if it's worth it, but it's purpose in you. I'ma get there soon, I'm just working it through. I don't usually do this, i DJ Exile, that was Awesome, brother. I, I can see why so many would be attracted to your music. I mean, you are you're incredibly talented. As we wrap Thank up you. this segment, DJ Exile, where could people find you, make contact with you, and learn more about the music you're creating? Just like everyone else, I'm everywhere, man. On Instagram, you can find me at at x.ile. On Twitter, this it's exile. Um, YouTube, you can find me at x.ile as well. Facebook, x.ile. On all music platforms, the same thing. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much where I am. All right, and folks, you could also find him at our website, our the jmamietalkshow.com site. We're going to put up his link and make sure that you have access to this 25 under 25. We're excited to have you. Thanks for being on the show, DJ Exile. Thank you, Jay, for having me. Guys, we'll be right back after this. Do you think all vitamin C's are the same? They're not. Ester C is a superior form of vitamin C. It's the only vitamin C with 24-hour immune support. And it lasts up to two times longer than regular vitamin C. So don't just settle for any vitamin C. Buy Ester C and support your immune health today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plans, there's so much to take advantage of, like $0 copays on primary care doctor visits and lab tests. Wow. Uh-huh. Plus $0 copays on virtual visits. Wow. Uh-huh. It's time to take advantage. Wow. Uh-huh. To learn more, visit advantagewow.com. That's advantagewow.com. Benefits vary by plan and area. Limitations and exclusions apply. Wow. Hi, this is Christina, CEO and founder of TEM Connect. I know this year has been difficult for many businesses and people in the workforce. Have your hours been reduced or possibly lost your job due to the pandemic? Are you looking to make up or earn an additional income by finding a side gig or a temp job? Are you a business that is currently looking to hire a full-time, part-time, seasonal, or temporary employee? Download Temp Connect from the App Store or contact me directly at 720-668-0988. 
Are your health insurance premiums making your wallet sick? Good news, you have options. Care Insurance has been providing health insurance to thousands of families and business owners over the last 12 years with an average savings of 40% with the same or better benefits. In fact, they guarantee that if they can't give you a better price with better coverage, they'll give you 50 bucks just for getting a quote. So make sure that you reach out to the folks at Care. 1-800-291-5279, affordacareinsurance.com. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We are now at our segment called the Impact Spotlight. Our Impact Spotlight is a chance for me to highlight individuals that I believe are making an impact, not only in their communities, but also either in the lives of others or in business. And today's Impact Spotlight is someone that, as I've gotten a chance to know, is making an impact in business in a way that I've not seen before. Mark Washam is the founder of Abundance Connectors, uh, a very fast-growing, different style of networking that's uh, really catching on with a lot of folks, not only here in the local Dallas-Fort Worth area, but also nationally. So, Mark, I appreciate you taking time to be on the show today. Thank you, Jay. Mark, get— Heard a lot, a lot of good things about your show. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into Abundance Connectors. So been in the DFW Metroplex for over 25 years, been in the insurance business, been involved in networking groups for 24 years. That is pretty much the majority of how I do my business. I'm a guy that likes to meet people one-on-one, get to know them and drill down and help each other out. So what inspired you to launch Abundance Connectors? Having all this experience, 24 years uh, in networking, 30 years in DFW, I mean, you are known as the professional connector. Uh, So you've been around. What inspired you to launch something different and then call it Abundance Connectors? So been putting together weekly groups for over 20 years in the DFW area. When I first started putting together groups, there wasn't much competition out there. As a matter of fact, when we were recruiting people to come to a networking group, they thought it was computers. So it was a learning curve at first, but then in the DFW area, there are so many different networking groups out there that I really wanted to try to do something different and bring in the 1% connectors and not do a weekly grind. That's why I came up with Abundance Connectors, that it is more of a monthly group that we meet in the evening, and we meet early, the ambassadors, get to know each other, break bread, and then here come the guests right after work. So when I brainstormed this, wasn't sure if it was going to work, but it's taken off in the last year and a half. We are thriving and growing and helping each other. One of the things that I hear from most of the people that have attended the Abundance Connectors, and even those that I speak to and as I track it online, is the word itself, abundance, automatically has such a great connotation to it that anyone that is abundance-minded, like-minded in the sense of really believing that there's enough for everybody, these are the not only the one percenters that, that end up uh, being attracted to the Abundance Connectors, but automatically creates the right environment for anyone who shows up 
because it is about abundance. It's about believing there's enough for everybody. And if we all collectively work together and helping each other, then abundance can be created for every single person that shows up. Is, is that about right? Yeah, that's, uh, it's been a beautiful thing that we are finding people with the right spirit of the one percenters that play at a very high level. And we're finding one percenters bring the high level people. So we've got a room full of very high quality, high spirited people. You had mentioned earlier about ambassadors get together to break bread. So how important, because that's unheard of in, in the networking world. And I've been a part of networking events for, for a very, very, very long time. And the concept of getting together to, to break bread, to have something to eat is, is foreign. It just doesn't happen. So how important is it in, uh, in, in, in building authentic relationships in, in business? How important is that? I'll tell you, that's probably one of the most critical areas that we work on. Because the deal is you've got to get to know each other, trust each other mm-hmm. before you hand a lead to somebody. And we're finding at 4.30 at night in a nice country club or nice restaurant that all the ambassadors meet an hour early before the event once a month. That is critical because you've got to have the trust before you give a lead to somebody. Now, you mentioned this word ambassadors a few times what, what does ambassador mean in the Abundance Connectors world? So an ambassador is a member of the group that we have vetted, that we have made sure that there's synergies. That's one thing critical we do with abundance. We don't just bring somebody in to fill a spot. We vet them very strongly. We make sure they meet with their synergy people, that they get approved to come in. The synergy people get to have a say on it. Got it. Brilliant. So, so yeah. So, for example, if you're a PNC person, auto and homeowner, I'm going to have you chat with the realtor and the mortgage person to endorse you before we would bring you in as an ambassador. Got it. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, yeah. in all of your years in professional connecting, you've come across thousands of people. What have you found is the biggest mistake that poor networkers make? Biggest mistake they make is no follow-through. Mm. We, and we intentionally, when we're meeting people at our groups, we intentionally say, hey, I'd like to chat with you. Give me a call tomorrow, and we'll schedule a time to have a cup of coffee. We have found a lot of people don't even have the follow-through to make that call. So that's, that's, I intentionally do that with people that I meet at the evening events because I'm, I'm a type that spends a minute or two with a guest and if there's interest there, then we schedule a time later in the week to meet. And that's step number one. Can you even follow through with a basic phone call? You know, follow through is for me a pet peeve. I've been in business for a long, long time. And I've coached and I've trained and developed other leaders, not only within our company, but many companies as well. And one of the things that I'm a stickler for is follow-up. You have to have a strong follow-up system. What good does it do you to meet someone new and have a great conversation, and then you drop the ball on the follow-up? So I, I agree with you there, Mark. But what do you find then is the are, are the habits or the attributes or, or the, uh, the techniques that the successful networkers do? What is it that they do right? Well, number one, they follow through and they ask the right questions. I know within seven seconds if I'm talking to a connector or not. Mm. They're, asking, they're asking the right questions about the group. 
And we know that we're, we've got the same spirit. And then what we have found with this high quality of connectors, they only bring high quality people into the groups. And now that I've got several groups in the Metroplex, we've got connectors up in North Plano that are referring connectors out in Arlington. So it's really starting to feed off each other, really enjoying it. We've been happening for about a year and a half. Even with COVID, we are thriving. So how is Abundance Connectors? Uh, you mentioned, there, and you're right, by the way, there's tons of networking groups out there. I, I tend to find that most of them are traditional. Um, but in your words, what separates Abundance Connectors and your philosophy and your system from just about every other networking group that's out there? Why would somebody want to come to you? Yeah, all the ambassadors are crystal clear and really enjoy, you know, let people know, hey, this is a once-a-month group. Because a lot of successful people out there, they've had – They've been involved with weekly groups that they got burned out on. So the first thing is we are a once-a-month group that we meet together, the ambassadors. We are a bunch of business owners and top salespeople. We still have the exclusive categories. We also have a high-tech system that all the guests that come in sign up Mm. on their phone. The ambassadors get that list of all the current guests from the time before. So we are very high tech with all our emails, our ambassador lists, our guests that we're looking for. Everybody's crystal clear. Now, what's great about that is the technology that you've created really does separate you from a number of the groups that are out there that are still stuck in time and tradition. Mark, in our last couple of minutes here, what are the future plans for Abundance Connectors, and and where could people track you down to learn more about getting involved? Yeah, thank you, Jay. We're real excited. We've got a website being worked on right now that will be officially out December 1. But right now, you can go on Facebook, LinkedIn, and find out about us. We're, We're all over the place in the Metroplex. The one thing that we are all very strong at is connecting the dots. So we take pride in giving quality referrals and introductions to each other. That is what the one percenters are all about. So is it safe to say that someone who's listening to the show from New York, from Chicago, from Florida, they can also reach out to you and learn how to create their own ambassador connection, an ambassador connectors group in their own hometown? Yes, and it's with me being a West Coast guy, very interested in talking to someone out in Nevada, out in California on Highway 1, or in Hawaii. That's my hot button. Excellent. Mark, can't let you go without you taking a few seconds. You, you are also the, the premier insurance professional here in, the, in Dallas, and you've been doing it for quite a while. What is the final point you can leave behind with someone when it comes to the importance of understanding, protecting, protecting a family? You're great on that. What could you leave behind as a nugget of wisdom where people could decide, I need to reach out to Mark? Hey, thank you, Jay, for asking that question. So my passion, I'm a true life insurance, safe money guy, independent. 
of over 50 companies. So I really chat with the, the client, the connector, about their situation with their family. We know the life insurance is, number one, a love letter. But with now with the high-end index universal life, it's a great policy to help for retirement and all that. So would design a product for each individual. Wonderful. Mark, we appreciate what you're doing for the business community. It takes vision and guts to start something new in a very highly competitive environment like networking, but Ambudges Connectors is certainly taking off, and I wish you the best of luck and much success. Thank you, Jake. See you soon at one of the Abundance Connectors. I'll see you soon. Thanks, my friend. Well, there you have it, folks. What a fantastic show today. We highlighted 25 under 25, DJ Exile and Impact Spotlight, the Bungeons Connectors, and my brother Joe Mamie joined us on the show today, and we had a chance to chat about uh, what it means to be a good mentor and a good mentee. It only keeps getting better and better. We'll see you next week.